Hop in and roll with the OG. You are listening to Building Educators with Wood, and I am your host, Rashada Wood, teaching OG. Hey, teacher friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Building Educators with Wood. My name is Rashada Wood, and I am an 18-year teaching OG. I call myself an OG because I have been around the block. I have seen some things. Boy, have I seen some things, but I have lived through all all things. I have lived through changes in curriculum. I have lived through changes in standards. I have lived through every next best thing, but I am still here. I am still standing. I have seen some of everything, but I am here and I'm going to tell the teacher story. So how are you doing? First things first, I hope you are well. I hope you are taking care of yourself. I hope that this month of February is a month where you take some time to simply love on you. I hope everybody that is connected to you, your families, your friends, your students and their families, I hope everything that concerns you and is connected to you, I hope everyone is well. So what's been up with the OG? Y'all, I feel it. I feel the end. You know how sometimes when you're running, well, I never was a runner, but I've heard, I've heard people who run track. Uh, My brother used to call it a monkey jumping on your back. And what he explained it as is when you get at a certain point on the track field, I'm hoping I'm saying these terms correctly. When you get to that last stretch and you turn maybe that last corner and you know that it is time to put up or shut up, he says sometimes a monkey will jump on your back. Sometimes you feel so fatigued in your journey, but he told me that is the moment that you got to push through. And I am taking every word of advice and I'm applying it to our situation as teachers. It is the end of February. I know many of us have felt a monkey trying to jump on our backs. I know we have felt the fatigue. Our students feel it. We feel it. The parents are sick of us. We're sick of admin. But we need to just keep on going. We need to keep going because y'all, I feel it and I can see the finish line of May for many of us. Some of you may be in until June, but y'all, we have done more school than we have left to do. Did I say that correctly? We have more school behind us than we have looking ahead of us. And I'm excited about it. I don't know about you, but I am excited about it. I also want to say happy Black History Month. Y'all already knew that the OG was going to come with a few words, being an OG of color, and it is my responsibility to make sure that when we are speaking on topics that affect teachers and students, that we make sure to take special consideration to talk about our students and teachers teachers of color. So I am very excited about this week's episode. We are going to talk about the state of black America. We're going to talk about what do teachers of color want you to know and what do students of color want you to know. So let's get into the show. This week I got three points and a shout. 
Yes, y'all, three points and a shout. And then we are going to get back to the work that we have been doing. We are going to continue on with what we've been doing to make sure that our teachers of color and our students of color are supported in this educational system. It's not about the talking. We've done a lot of talking. There's been a lot of information, but it is about what we are actually doing. So this week's episode is going to be something that's going to get you riled up, three points and a shout, and we are going to be on our way to continue our work so that we make sure that all students are treated fairly and so that we can make sure that all teachers feel represented. Let's talk about the state of Black America. What do students and teachers of color need you to know right now more than anything? First of all, we need you to know that this work affects you. It affects you. I know that it is very easy to want to turn a blind eye to everything that is going on. And sometimes we feel like we just want to shrink into our little bubbles and feel safe and feel comfortable and only think happy thoughts. Sometimes I know we're like, just let it be about the happy thoughts. I know that we are all flooded. We are flooded daily with images. We are flooded with statistics. We are flooded with conversation. And I know that it is so unpleasant, but y'all, we cannot turn a blind eye. We can't stick our heads in the sand because when we are flooded with so much, the only way to make it through and the only way that we are going to survive is to keep swimming. That's what we got to do. We got to keep swimming when we feel so flooded with everything that is going on. Because if you teach kids of color, this work affects you. If you know kids of color and adults and other teachers of color, this work affects you. If you claim to love the kids of color that you teach and the adults and the other teachers of color that you know in your building are elsewhere, y'all, this work affects you. We know as teachers, we don't just get to teach content. It would be great if all we were responsible for is teaching some reading and some math and some writing, social studies and science, but we know that is not all that we are required to do. We have to do more. We have to make sure that our teachers and kids of color have a safe space and know that they can come to us because the work that they're doing and the things that are going on in their lives, it affects you. It affects you. When your teachers of color and kids of color, they come into those school buildings every single day. Many times they've seen something on TV or they've been through something themselves personally and they are weighed down with the weight of the world that affects you and that's all we want you to know y'all people are hurting people are really hurting and I know that much of this is new to many of you because many of you were not raised like that you weren't raised to make a difference with people you just were taught that good people are good people and bad people are bad people but now that you know, now that you know that the world is not quite like that and people are really hurting, we want you to know that this affects you. And if you care for me and you love me and if you love students of color and you care for students of color, there is no way that you can ignore the pain they're going through each and every single day. This work affects you. Next, this work includes you. 
it includes you. There's been a question that has been asked so much during this time where everything seems like it is being brought to light. And the question is, what can I do? What can I do? I heard that question so many times by my colleagues and my friends. They're wanting to know, what can I do? Now, there's a right way to ask that question and there's a wrong way. Let's start with the wrong way. The wrong way to ask that question is, well, what can I do? Did you hear what I did there? What can I do? It's like it's an exasperated and exhausted kind of plea. And the emphasis is put on I. What can I do? Because I can't make a difference, but that's wrong because right now, many of you are really taking time to read stories about prominent figures in black history. And you know, you know for yourself that as we are reading most of the stories that we read, we learn about people who come from very humble beginnings. We learn about people who are fearful of what they're supposed to be doing. And they have all this anxiety behind what they know they're called to do and the changes that they have to make, but they find the strength and they go on to do great things and they go on to make a difference and they go on to change lives. So that is the wrong way to ask that question. Here's the right way. What can I do? Did you hear the difference? What can I do? Here the emphasis is put on the do. And when we ask the question this way, there is an, there is an acknowledgement. And the acknowledgement is there is something I can do. I know I'm powerful. I know there's something in me that I can share that can change the situation. So I need to know how I can participate in the change because I want to be included. So instead of asking, what can I do? We need to be asking, what can I do? Many of you are saying, I know I can do something, but I just need to be pointed in the right direction. And that is good. But let me give you a little tough love right here. Let me stick a pin right here. We have had about eight or nine very intensive months of flooding. Now we talked about being flooded with images and being flooded with conversations that are uncomfortable and unpleasant to have. But on the flip side, and on the good side, we've also been flooded with ideas. We've been flooded with instructions. We've been flooded with creative things and creative ways that we can work together to make this situation a better situation. So people of color, we don't want to keep hearing, what can I do? Because there is so much information out there. There are so many instructions that have already been shared with what you can do. Now it's time to take action because this work includes you. You may be asking, well, what do I have that can make a difference? Well, what did Dr. King have? He had faith and he had the ability to speak. So he had to trust God and he had to put his faith in God and he had to use his gift, which was speaking. And he had to trust that God was going to give him the correct words to say. What did Langston Hughes have? Many of us have read stories to our students that were authored by Langston Hughes. Well, what did he have? He had the ability to write and he had these stories that he would craft and these stories were the way that he worked to change things. What did Madam C.J. Walker have? She had her knowledge of hair. Hello. She had her knowledge of hair and how to make good hair products. And then later on, she had all those millions of dollars talking for her. 
What did Tyler Perry have? Now, we laughed with Tyler Perry when he was playing Medea. Tyler Perry had the gift of laughter. He had a gift for that. But while we were laughing with Medea, he was building a studio on 330 acres of a former Confederate Army base. That's what he had. What did Brianna Daniels have? The first black female in NASCAR. She was just an athlete who liked to compete. And someone said to her, you should try out for the pit crew at NASCAR. And because she was an athlete and she was competitive, that's what she decided to do. Now she's making history. One of my favorites. What did Marian Anderson have? She had her voice. She loved to sing, and that was the the tool that she used. That was the weapon that she used. She picked her voice up, and she wielded it as a weapon to fight racism. So as you're thinking about this work, I want you to know that it includes you, and here's how you work it. You use what you have, and you use what you love, and you use what you are good at to make a difference. And since I'm talking to teachers, let's start here. Let's start here. Many of you do other things other than teach. You write. You're good at making stuff with your hands. You're good at speaking. You're good at singing. You're good at acting. You're good at talking to kids and bringing kids together. Start there. But just get busy. Because we don't have more time to keep telling you where to start. You know where to start. Get busy because we need you. This work includes you. Last, teachers and students of color want you to know that this work impacts you. It impacts you. I want to stop right here and give a gold star to all of my teacher brothers and my teacher sisters who are doing the work. You took a torch and you allowed that torch to, first of all, illuminate some of the dark areas of your heart and some of the dark areas of your teaching and some of your biases and even some of your flat out prejudices. And then you took that same torch and you started burning that mess to the ground, burning all those bad mindsets, burning your biases, burning those prejudices. Many of you have had mind shifts. And so now you think carefully about things you speak about. You think again about things that you laugh about or things that you would have joked about. Now you're having a mind shift and you're thinking twice. Many of you have started working on your classroom libraries and I see you. You are making sure that your books are diverse. You are making sure to use cultural diverse books in your mini lessons. You're grabbing those books when you need to grab a book for mentor text. You're putting these books out so kids can grab them and see them and read them. And I love to see it. Many of you are listening with an open heart like you have never listened to students and teachers of color before. You're challenging. You're shifting yourself. Many of you are having to speak up against some of your friends and family that are saying some things that are pretty sus, but you have found your voice and you are speaking up. And teachers of color and students of color, we love to see it. I'm speaking for us all. We love to see it because we know this has not been easy. I know personally, if you are doing this work, it has not been easy. It has been uncomfortable. It has been exhausting, but it has been so impactful. And I know that you are a better person. And I know that you are teaching better than you have ever taught before. And I know that you are teaching kids to be better than they ever have. So I want you to know that this work impacts you. Kudos to you.
You ready for the shout? I told you it was going to be three points and a shout. So here's the shout. Keep going. Keep going. Because this work is ongoing. I know there are people who may say, oh, we've arrived. We have a black vice president. We have black people in NASCAR. The work is done. And I know that there are some who think black people have come so far in business and as entrepreneurs, they've come so far in the arts and y'all have come so far in education. But let me stop right here and let you know, as long as we have to keep saying that there is the first black blank, fill in the blank with whatever job or whatever position or whatever person we're talking about, as long as we keep having to say the first black We haven't made it yet. I know we had some great wins in 2020. This is when I feel like we really started to look at things and things that we've never spoken about before in the world and in schools. It was really brought to light. So 2020 was a year where we were really looking at things and considering things and really trying to speak up and let people know this is how things are and it's how they've always been. And in 2021, we've had some amazing wins as well, even though it's only February. There have been some amazing things that have happened for the state of Black America, but we are only just scratching the surface. We're only scratching the surface because what we are targeting are these systems, these oppressive systems that have been in place since the founding of this country. It is an ongoing fight because what we're looking at now is to make sure that these policies that are not equal, that's where we're going next, is the inequality in our laws and our rules. We're looking at property lines and where they just kind of happen to be drawn. That's where the fight is. We're talking about the incorrect allocation of resources in the black communities. We're talking about the misplacement of needed resources. That's where we're looking at next. We're talking about the inequalities in the banking system and one of the biggies, inequality in healthcare for black Americans. And so even though we've done so much great work, keep going keep going. I'm going to say it again, keep going. And the main thing that we want you to know as black students and as black teachers, you got to celebrate beyond February. And many of you started the very first day you stepped in schools, working on your classroom libraries. And I know this month is the month that we are told and we are delegated to celebrate but we're going to go beyond February and we're going to celebrate black accomplishments in March and we'll celebrate black accomplishments in April and we'll celebrate our students of color in May. And we won't stop with our read allowance. We won't stop with our mentor text. We won't stop shining a light on successful black business people and successful people who are prominent in making a change. This work is ongoing. So keep going.
Thank you again for joining me for this week's episode of Building Educators with Wood. I would love to connect with you. I'm on social media. You can find me anywhere. I'm on Facebook at Rashada Writes. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm on TikTok at Rashada C. Wood. You can also head over to my website, www.rashadawood.com. And when you head over to my website, the first thing that pops up is a link that will take you to my YouTube page. Now, if you need books that will help you talk to kids about race and if you need a way to get those conversations started and if you just want some recommendations for some great books for your students of color I've got about 10 or 11 great books and I've got some talking points that you can use last but certainly not least you can find me on Amazon I have three books that are on Amazon my latest book is called prayer plans and it is a prayer devotional for teachers and I always say before we write these lesson plans and before we put all of this time into lesson plans we need to make sure that we are writing our prayer plans and we are praying over ourselves first and our families and friends and then praying over everything that concerns our classrooms I want to take us out by reading one verse of one of my most favorite songs in the world. It is called Lift Every Voice and Sing. Many of you may have heard this song referred to as the Black National Anthem. This song was written by James Weldon Johnson in around 1900, and it was written as a poem for Abraham Lincoln. And then a few years later, his brother, John Johnson, put this poem to music, and it has been referred to, and it is saying all over coming up in a predominantly black church those of you who grew up in the black church you know that it was mandatory from a very young age that you learned all of the verses and all of the many many words of this song and that you learn how to sing it with pride but the lyrics are beautiful Here's what I would suggest. I would suggest that you go on Facebook or you may have to Google it, but Facebook released a version of Lift Every Voice and Sing and they it is done by June, a group called June's Diary. And during Black History Month, I think it was last year or the year before last, Facebook released this song and they had June's Diary sing it. And y'all, the, lyri- the, the lyrics and the way that the group, their interpretation of the song, their harmonies, it was amazing. So that's what I would suggest that you do. So I want to read to you just one verse of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Until next time, class dismissed.